0: From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, Where Campus Meets Community. I'm MC Tilton.
1: And I'm Liam Neemeyer. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities.
0: This week, we'll dive into how OU students are combining their cooking and blogging skills to find cheap meal options beyond last night's cold pizza.
1: We'll sit down with Alex Meyer, a news editor with The Post, who's been closely following the Ohio inspector general's request for public records on the presidential housing controversy.
0: But first, we'll kick off reporter Abby Grisey's two-part series on campus safety, where she'll first explore how college women feel walking around Athens at night. Now I just make sure that I'm always like in a lighted area where there's like
2: streetlights or I'm always with someone.
1: Those stories and more are coming up on the outlet. Stay with us. Welcome back to the outlet. Most OU students living on campus are stuck with few food options beyond what the dining halls and school-sponsored markets offer. Our own Delaney Phillips looks into how some students are cooking their own path to a delicious meal.
2: Let's face it. The freshman 15 is a very real thing for college students. When left with nothing more than a microwave for ramen and leftover pizza, options are limited. But this is about to change. A growing national food website called Spoon University is coming to OU. Spoon U is an online resource reaching more than 100 universities that lets students work together to uncover healthy food recipes, the best local restaurants, and hacks in the kitchen. This is a space where we can all come together and kind of talk about like, what we should be eating and what are the ways that we can eat affordably and with limited resources but still eat healthy and eat good food. That's OU Jr. and Chapter President Madeline Plaster. She's excited for the changes that Spoon You will bring to campus. The organization met for the first time in early February. Plaster says students were eager to get involved as writers, photographers, and editors. People are loving Spoon. Um, I was not surprised. I think that anything involving food, taking pictures of food, um, eating food, I think that's something that a lot of people can bond over. As this opens new doors for journalism, PR, and photography students, others who prefer to do the cooking and eating are excited for other reasons. A food movement like this is great for Taylor Lloyd, who cooks with her roommates almost every week. If I knew better ways to cook, I'd probably actually make my own meals more. But cooking requires a kitchen, and for most students living in the dorms, that just isn't an option. Blair Argo often finds herself stuck in her dorm room settling for mac and cheese cups. I can't really
3: make a lot in a microwave, so it's kind of hard to want to eat Like if I don't want to go to a dining hall.
2: She struggles and gets tired for searching for meals that don't call for a stove.
3: No matter what, even if you rotate the dining halls, the food is the same and it gets boring after a while.
2: Hopefully, students like Blair and Taylor can use some tips from Spoon You to cook up something tasty and different without working up a sweat in the kitchen. For The Outlet, I'm Delaney Phillips.
0: spring, OU President Roderick McDavis moved off campus from his close-by residence at 29 Park Place to a university-leased $1.2 million residence at 31 Coventry Lane. The move created a stir among students and faculty that led to the large protest dubbed the Bat Rally at the heart of OU's campus. My co-host Liam Niemeyer sat down with The Post's Alex Meyer to talk about how the Ohio Inspector General has been reviewing the university's decision to move McDavis.
1: Today on the outlet, we have Alex Meyer, a news editor at The Post, who has been following the Ohio Inspector General's public records request into the OU housing, presidential housing controversy that's been happening over the past year. Alex, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, So, Alex, uh, would you uh, mind uh, telling us a little bit about the public records request that the Ohio Inspector General has been doing over the past year?
4: Yeah, so this started actually last April when the university announced that it would not be purchasing 31 Coventry Lane for OU's president, Roderick McDavis. So after that happened, later in April, the inspector general, which is the watchdog organization of the Ohio state government, re- requested records from OU about its presidential housing situation. So. It later requested more records in August and then a more expansive set in November. And the university provided those records to the inspector general in uh, December and is continuing to um, provide them this month and last month, specifically email records of OU officials. And the most recent thing that we found out about this is that they, in the letter that was sent to the university from the inspector general, they referenced that an investigation is ongoing. However, the uh, the office can't confirm or deny that there's an investigation that's ongoing. It's referenced.
1: So there is an investigation that is referenced in the actual letter that was sent to OU most recently, but they're not.
4: They can't officially declare that it is an investigation. Why is that? It's just the policy of. Um, The inspector general, from what they've told me. They can only confirm that there's an investigation once one is done. But however, in this letter, it explicitly says an investigation involving the purchase of 31 Coventry Lane. So it's, I mean, you can't say that it is, but yeah.
1: Has there been any interesting details that you found in the public records that the Post has obtained throughout the public records request that Ohio Inspector General has been requesting from Ohio University that you guys have been receiving also?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's been all kinds of records that the university requested that we received. A lot of them involves John Wharton, who's the owner of uh, the 31 Coventry Lane property, and who was involved in um, the deal that uh, resulted in the university not purchasing the home. But yeah, there's financial information about his donations to the university. There's information about what expenses have come from 30, 31 Coventry Lane. There's email records of OU officials. But nothing specifically stands out, and I think that's kind of part of the reason why it's hard to say why they're investigating. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of records.
1: I guess with the records that you guys have obtained that the Ohio Inspector General has also been requesting, would you say that the Ohio Inspector General is looking into just the situation with 31 Coventry Lane or Ohio University's relationship with John Wharton in particular, or is it hard to say?
4: Oh, it's it's all of the above. There's, in the letters that they have uh, sent, that was basically what the formal, uh, Records requests where there's like twenty different items in the November request, for example, and it involves all of that. It involves the university's like meetings with John Wharton, the university's expenses for thirty-one Coventry Lane. I mean, pretty much everything we've talked about is in those requests. So it's it's really all of the above. Yeah.
1: Why should we care about the how the records that the Ohio Inspector General is requesting from Ohio University?
4: Um. Well, it. It's a lot of these expenses and um, a lot of this uh, financial stuff we're talking about comes from Ohio University students' pocketbooks, basically. And also, the fact that a government agency could be investigating the university the students attends should be uh, pretty relevant.
1: With the most recent news of the Ohio Inspector General referencing a investigation of Ohio University, and they're dealing with 31 Conventry Lane. Why is that important in particular?
4: I mean, it's important because kind of what I was saying earlier, that um, they could be investigating, and they reference that they're holding records because of what could be a potential criminal matter. So um, all of this is, I mean, completely speculative and it could turn out that um, the university is completely blameless for this. It's just interesting and should be pretty noteworthy that this is going on.
1: Well, Alex, thank you for uh, talking with me on the show. We really appreciate you having me here. Um, here. And we'll be back with more stories on the outlet next.
0: Since mid-January, the Athens Police Department has been investigating a sexual assault suspect who allegedly raped three women between 2006 and 2015. Since that news broke, students have been a little uneasy. WOUB's Abby Grisay looks at the student perspective in part one of her two-part series on campus safety. It's the week before
3: spring break at Ohio University, and freshman Miranda Mays has spent a couple nights in the library studying for her three midterms. She likes to come to Alden at night during the week of exams to study. It's dark and late by the time Miranda leaves, around midnight, and she walks home with the friend she studied with. Miranda and her sorority sisters do the same thing when walking to and from chapter meetings at their sorority house, Alpha Omicron Pi, which is located on Church Street. Using the buddy system when walking alone at night is a common practice for Miranda, as well as many other young women here. But last semester, Miranda didn't think twice about walking alone at night. She doesn't go out and doesn't drink, so she thought she was safe. And although she doesn't participate in some of those risky behaviors, she realized she still needed to make a change.
0: Before, I like, didn't care if I walked home by myself. I didn't care what path I took. Like, finding a new way is just like, something that was fun. But now I just make sure that I'm always like, in a lighted area where there's like streetlights or I'm always with someone or there's always like, the emergency phones somewhere nearby.
3: Miranda changed her behavior when the Ohio University Police Department announced earlier this year it was investigating a serial rapist. Now she makes sure to be aware of her surroundings and lets close friends know where she is, where she is going, and when she gets home safely. While Miranda and her friends are more concerned with safety this semester, it isn't as much of a concern for another portion of the student population, men. Junior Corbin Bagford says he doesn't worry about his safety when walking home. He says he feels comfortable walking alone at night back to his house on High Street, despite the news of a possible serial rapist in Athens.
4: My feelings haven't changed. I guess on it, because, but, but, I, but I think it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a good thing, but it is a good thing.
3: According to a study published by the Security Journal, gender is a large factor in campus fear of crime, and females are statistically more likely to report being fearful. One in five women and one in 16 men are sexually assaulted while in college, and 82% of sexual assaults are perpetrated by someone the victim knows, according to the National Institute of Justice
4: people are more aware now, but I think they should always be that aware.
3: And that heightened awareness for everyone in the community is what Ohio University Police hope happens. Next week, we'll ride along with an OUPD officer and talk more about how students can stay safe. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Graze.
0: WOUB is hosting a brand new podcast with news commentary, weather, competitions, and lots of audience engagement. It's called About, and you can hear it every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Take a listen.
4: So our new send-off question in the spirit of fest season is tell us a fest story. So first, we caught up with Riley, who didn't have, it was. it's one of the bad stories.
0: Last year, my friends and I, we were on court the day before High Fest, and these like five random guys asked us if they could like hang out with us and then the next day we went out we had fun and everything and then they stole my friend's backpack.
3: So everyone just needs to make sure that this fest season obviously we all want to have so much fun but you really have to take a minute make sure that you have all your belongings with you make sure you're staying safe always have someone in your group that is going to be keeping
0: an eye on everything. You can go to soundcloud.com and search WOUB Digital to find today's episode of About and follow them on Twitter at AboutOhioU.
1: That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us.
0: The outlet is produced and hosted each week by me, MC Tilton, and my co host, Liam Niemeyer.
1: We're edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter.
0: Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabus.
1: Subscribe to the outlet on iTunes, or find us online at Web.org. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities.
0: And follow our brand new account on Twitter at outlet underscore woub. Thanks for listening.